As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Paranormal Dimensions is a regular feature on Mondays on the Paranormal UK radio network. This man in the saucer, can you describe him? Well, sir, he was small and skinny. He had a... His head was pointed, came to a very sharp point. He had long green hair. His eyes were a sort of purplish red. He had large ears which were formed like an antenna. His teeth were perfect, but spread far apart. And I noticed, too, a jacket of some sort of spun glass and bright red metallic shoes. You say this all took place in a few seconds. Mr. Nagelschmidt, can you tell me what color tie I'm wearing? I'm sorry, sir. I didn't notice. You mean to say you can remember everything about this man from the spaceship, his hair, the color of his eyes, the clothing he was wearing, and yet, after all this time, you can't tell me the color of my tie? But you didn't come out of a flying saucer. This is Ronald Kinsella, and you're listening to the Paranormal UK Radio Network, the UK's biggest paranormal network, and this is Paranormal Dimensions with David Young. Hello, and welcome to another show. 
Thank you for that introduction, Ronald. Now, today's guest is a lady named Erin Montgomery. Now, Erin has had some very traumatic experiences in her life, which we're going to hear all about. But before that, I'd like to say thank you for the messages I've had coming in. I won't read anything out today. I've got some interesting shows coming up towards the end of the year, and a couple of very interesting New Year shows. Now, in January, I'll be taking three weeks off, just to let you know, just in case uh, anyone does follow this show regularly, because I'm moving home, you know, in a week or so. But I'm planning a good schedule for next year, so uh, hopefully you'll stay with me, anyone who's a regular listener. If you're a new listener, hope you'll enjoy some of the shows that are coming along. Okay, now some experiences in life could leave an impression that affects a person on such a deep level that they are forever changed. Some people have these life-changing experiences over and over again, and sometimes these experiences cause problems in their lives, like difficulty sleeping, feelings of panic, seemingly irrational fears and even believing they may be going crazy. Erin Montgomery is such a person and with her training in the counselling field has been able to unravel some of the mysteries in her own life that have contributed to post-traumatic stress disorder. So I think you're going to find Erin's um, a very interesting guest and I'd like to introduce her now. Hello Erin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. We'll have a little bit of talk, talk about where you are, because you're, you're in Roswell, aren't you, in New Mexico? Well, not at the yes. moment. I know you're not talking to me from there now, but you do live in Roswell, <laughs> which is an interesting <laughs> town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a very interesting town and not a place that I ever expected that I would end up. And I've been there for about 20 years now. Oh, right. So you weren't actually born there or anything. So, uh, yeah. but of course, we've got the famous Roswell case going back to the, uh, the late 40s. What's your opinion of that? Well, we might as well just cover that for a little bit while we, <laughs> seeing as you live there. <laughs> right. Yeah, might as well. Um, as far as I can tell, you know, having... Um, explored some of the sites and the, you know, the areas where the crashes were and, and things like that and, and hearing the locals talk and, you know, people that knew people that were witnesses to the debris and things like that. It really does sound like something happened that was not like a weather balloon, like they said. And it certainly wasn't the, um, those dummies that they released. Um, they said that the, there were dummy test dummies being used. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean that was, about ten, that was about ten years later, wasn't it? That um, so I understand exactly. it. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. they've, they've changed the story as, as they've gone along, so that's what makes it even more suspicious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, from what I can tell, something really did happen. Um, I I know several people who whose you know families were part of the cleanup crew or were stationed there. Oh, really? and, right. you know, it, yeah. So it's been it's interesting living there. You know, being you know, having the experiences that I have and ending up there for such a long time and just really being steeped in the in the mystery of it, it's fascinating. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Like I say, you've got a fantastic little museum in uh, Roswell, which I've had the pleasure of meeting. I've uh, been, you know, sort of visiting myself. Um, yeah. I, I, I imagine you've had a few visits there yourself. <laughs> many, many. <laughs> many, many. Yeah. Yeah, I think I stayed in the Motel 6, which was just uh, along the street from uh, uh, the museum. <laughs> right. <laughs> we actually right. have so many hotels in the town to accommodate the the UFO festival that we have every summer. 
Yeah, I just I think when I was in, it had the green aliens outside of it. But <laughs> yeah, I think there's green aliens out of outside of every building. Yeah, there is. I remember <laughs> actually. I remember one storefront just around just along the street from the museum. I was quite struck to see a bullet hole in the window. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other side of Roswell that people don't like to talk about. Is it's in the oh, is really it? violent town. It is a violent. Yes. Is it really? Yes, it's a very violent town. The murder rate is just phenomenal for such a small place. Oh, I didn't realise that. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we won't go too far down that road anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a fun thing to talk about. Anyway, I guess we better talk about your book, first of all. It's called Dirty Little Secret. Now, for our listeners, it, it doesn't mean that what you're thinking at all. It's, it's Confessions <laughs> of an Alien Contactee. Um, right. Would you like to tell us how you came about that title? I mean, I can kind of see how you come about it, because it's obviously something you kept secret. Right, it is something that I kept secret. This is not, um, you know, when you are a, a contactee for, you know, your entire life and, and you try to mingle in with normal humans, so to speak, it's not something that you want to advertise. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to be seen as crazy. And and so I, it was kind of like a burden and something that I had to hide and keep secret from people um, I thought for a long time and it wasn't until many years later when I realized that I really do need to tell the story and I really need to get it out and um, I was having pressure um, which sounds funny but there was a lot of pressure from the ETs to actually get the story out you know you need to write this you need to do this and I had gathered everything that I needed to to do it and but it took me several years to say fine I will do this and so the title Dirty Little Secret was chosen on purpose to you know be a little bit tongue in cheek and get people's attention but it really did feel like that mm. um, especially as I you know I work in the mental health field so <laughs> Does a mental health worker need to be crazy? I mean, mm. I, would anybody go and see a therapist? I was as, as crazy as they felt they were, you know, and, and so I, I was really trying to come to grips with this at the time of writing it, thinking, you know, I could lose my job. Mm. I could lose my job if I come out with this, but I don't have a choice either. I, I needed to tell my truth. And did it endanger your job at all? Not at all. In fact, um, you know, I've been embraced by everybody at work. My uh, my supervisor has told me that not only am I not the craziest person on staff, but I'd have to be really, really far out there to stand out in a conference or something for, you know, for mental health workers. And, and as far as he can tell, I'm pretty darn stable, and I feel stable, you know. Um, I may have a crazy story and really strange experiences, but um, that doesn't mean that I'm... I have a few, you know, screws loose or anything like that. Yeah, sure. I mean, people get to know you. They know what you are. And you know, <laughs> even if you come out with, with crazy stories, they know that you're probably telling the truth, don't they? When, you know, when, when people know you well enough. But so, so right. oh, are you going to tell us a bit about it? How, where did it all start? What type of ETs were they and all that type of thing? Well, I didn't start to have memories of what was happening until I was um, 19, 20, something like that. Then memories started to percolate back into um, you know my consciousness. However, it appears that contact started when I was very, very little. The earliest memory I have is about four years old, um, being on ship, and the 
um, you know, through the years, I've had contact with many, many different kinds of um, ET uh, beings. Um, you know, the what we call the typical gray. Um, you would, I've, I've seen um, like very small gray-looking aliens with very large heads, um, tra- very childlike and, and gentle and kind, and the most loving creatures I've ever come across in my entire life were those very small, maybe maybe three feet tall, maybe not, oh. you know, very tiny. Um, I have had contact with the mantids, and those were very scary to me when I was little. Um and then I have seen and worked with what I would call tall white beings. I've seen taller gray beings. I've, <laughs> I, I've seen a being that was like a crayon that was melting or a, you know, like a candle that was starting to melt. He was just drippy and strange. I, I don't, I've never seen <laughs> but once that kind of being and I've never heard anybody else talk about a being that looked like that. Yeah, so uh, you on me as well. <laughs> Right, yeah, I've, I have yet to see that mentioned anywhere else. Uh, I have reason, the most recent ET being that I've seen was fully shrouded in a black shroud, like face covered in everything, and it was, it was a very, very tall being, maybe seven, eight feet tall, maybe taller, and just feeling this sense of awe, and it was just a flash, um, so I don't, I don't know what happened. Um, so yeah, all sorts of beings, all sorts of beings I have worked with. So do they all work together, or or are they working against each other, or or what? I have oftentimes seen and seen different species all at once um, and working together as a team or on on the same ship or or you know in the same location. Um, what I have experienced is, you know, I have very, very positive and loving experiences. Then I have experiences that are scary, mm. but not necessarily bad. And then I have these awful, awful experiences that are a mix of, um, like, the taller gray aliens and humans, um, military type of experiences. And those I set to the side. Those are awful and horrible and painful um, experiences that I have had, but... In general, most of what I experience is um, is benign, uh, maybe confusing. Hmm. So the, t- the two different types of grey you mentioned, you talked about the small, uh, three foot tall ones. Now, are they kind of are they the same as the taller grey ones, or or of a different species? I call it species as a you know, as for a bit of a better yeah, term, I, really. Right, exactly. There, we often lack the vocabulary and how to explain these things because they are so, you know, alien to us. Um, you know, just the concept of these these mm. different beings. Um, I don't know. You know, uh, the honest answer is I don't know where they come from. I don't know exactly what they want. I don't know if there's different types of the same species that I'm seeing, and some are tall, some are mm. short. You know, like if you think of birds here on Earth, the the females are drab and boring, and the males are colorful. I don't know. Yeah, that, she's in a way. Yeah. You know? yeah, exactly. I don't know if that translates into wherever they are from. Um, it's really hard to tell. Right. So I wish I had some of those answers. So when they communicate with you, um, what do they sort of want? What do they expect from you, or what do you expect from them? I suppose it's more the more to the point. Well, um, oftentimes I am, you know, 
And what they want from me, as far as I can tell, is DNA. Right. Um, I am part of the what they call that hybrid uh, breeding program. Uh, I know have carried children. I know that children have been birthed. I know that they are on ship or in another dimension, wherever. They're not here. They're not with me. But I know they exist. And so I know that is a major part of of the reasons why I have contact. However, at the same time, they have taken the time to teach me things such as interdimensional travel, how to access um, the chakra points and, and work with energy um, as far as, you know, within myself and helping others um, with their energy through healings and things like that. They have taught me like an understanding of soul and... And it's interesting because I know I'm not the only person who has received the same information. So, you know, I've had some confirmation in other places that I'm not the only person receiving this hmm. information. I, I didn't just make it up. In other words, you know, like, oh my gosh, that's exactly the, the point that I, you know, what, you know, whatever it was, the reaction that I had when I heard somebody else had said the same thing. Um, you know, it's like a, it's an understanding of the multidimensionality of self. Hmm. Basically, you know, we exist in many different places all at once. Um, you know, people tend to think of them as past lives, but um, in my understanding, and I think that this comes directly from them, is there is no time. Right. And so, therefore, all lives are happening all at once. We have access to all of these selves, and we can communicate together, um, which which is really, really fascinating. So, So, even though... I'm being, you know, harvested for the DNA. They have bestowed upon me a lot of information at the same time. So it's really an interesting give and take. I see, yeah. Um, I mean, how many different types of ship have you been on, do you think? That's a good question. I'm not even sure. Um, I have only seen two ships in reference to um, abduction experiences because of regression. So through hypnotic regression, I was able to see the ship and describe the ship. Um, and, and they were the, the, the saucer shaped, the disc shaped, um, with like a hole in the bottom with the light coming down, um, at both times. Um, However, you know, there's, there's, like, I have recurring dreams and things of ships looking in a particular way, so it makes me wonder, you know, what have I seen and I'm, I'm trying to access mm. during dream time, you know, um, with lights and lots of colored lights. Um, but I don't know, I don't know. Most of what happens to me, I'm asleep and either I'm woken up or it, it um, or I come to and I have marks, you know, whatever it is. I, I do not often have experiences where I'm outside and something happens, if that makes sense. I see. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, so do you have to, do they actually physically take you or, or do you think they take like your, your – there's your soul they take, they take or your spirit or whatever you want to call it? Or, or is it both? <laughs> I think I think it's uh, like all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> kind of way. It's uh, I'm at that point where I'm trying to figure this out. Like, is it astral? Is it physical? Am I just 
dreaming. Well, I know that it's really happening, but, mm. um, you know, what, what does the dream state have to do with it? Um, I do tend to, towards thinking on an, an astral level or soul level experience often because of the, how exhausted I am mm. in the morning. Because if I was asleep and I was dreaming, I'd be rested. Right? Yeah. That's not what happens. That's <laughs> not what happens. You wake up feeling like you got hit by a truck, or you just did not sleep at all, or you got sick in the night or something. You just you wake up feeling awful and oftentimes have to take the next day to rest. Uh, which is really awkward when you have a job and you have to call in sick because you were abducted. You know, <laughs> it it makes it awkward, and especially if they don't know what's going on, and and you're just trying to maintain a status quo. Like I just don't feel very good, so I'm not going to be in today. Yeah, um, maybe that's maybe that's my problem. I mean, I wake up feeling rough. That's, that's where I've been too. I don't know. <laughs> I could never remember my <laughs> dreams or anything. <laughs> very well, good be. And you just, you know, oftentimes you wake up feeling dehydrated, like you have a hangover. Mm. You've been like out partying, drinking all night, and you haven't. Um, the thing that that is confusing to me is oftentimes. You have the marks, you'll have bruises, you'll have um, like needle marks, you'll have scrapes, cuts, mm-hmm. scratches, all these things that were not there when you went to sleep. So it does make you think this has to be physical. Hmm, indeed. Do you think you but might have, would you have been given implants do you know about or, or think you may have been? I do believe so. In the first regression that I had, and I was working with Yvonne Smith, who uh, is pretty well known for her hypnotic regressions, um, and and she regressed me to a time when I was about seven years old, and I was um, I was taken into a room that had what looked like a dentist chair, and I was put in, which I hate the dentist, and I understand why. Well, don't we all? <laughs> yeah, and I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to be in that chair, anyways. Um, so I was taken into this room, strapped into this chair, and um, a mantid type creature came in, and he's the one that um, that put an implant into the roof of my mouth, and um, it was, it was look like gelatinous or you know biological um i don't know if it was a casing i don't know if that if, you know in the this would have been well early 80s i guess mm. in our timeline um you know if they had changed the way they were doing implants or that you know i don't know but it was it looked biological and um that was what was inserted into the roof of my mouth um when I came out of the hypnosis, she told me that she has heard that same sort of story t- two times before, and I, you know, I had described the tool that they used, and and she, so it was um, further confirmation to me that I'm not the only one that has experienced the exact same thing, um, an implant into the roof of mouth with this strange two-pronged fork. Hmm. Device, yeah. Wow. And, and um, yeah. you mentioned marks. Do you have you often woken up with marks on your body? Oftentimes, oftentimes, and uh, the most disturbing are the fingerprints on the inner thighs because wow. then I know what's been going on. Um, wow. That yeah. that's always tough. Yeah, and it's always three. There'll be three on one side or three on the other side, or sometimes both. Um, those can be dis- disturbing. I've had um, like marks on my wrist where I've been. It looks like I've been grabbed by hand, um, and then and then just just bizarre bruises um, across my knees. It looked like I, there was a strap 
like there was like a bruise above and a bruise below on both knees. Like there had been a strap across, they matched. Mm. I don't know, things like that. So that would obviously point to a physical removal or or, or um, abduction, wouldn't it? Right, the sound exactly. of it, yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, would you have any recollections of what the insides of the ships were like? You know, do you have any memories of them? I do, I do. They're, uh, the the ships that I remember, and, and again, mostly from regression, is a very sterile environment. Um, the rooms that I um, and hallways and everything that I remember are very round. Um, often metallic looking. Um, some of the rooms are colored, like there'll be different colors. It's sort of just emanating from, I don't see light fixtures or anything, but I've been in a room that was red. You know, the light seemed red. And I've been in a room where the light seemed more pink. And I've been in a room where the light was blue. Um, and oftentimes this weird dark emanation from the floor it looks almost like fog but it's dark um i've I've seen that a lot um the room with the dentist chair when i was little looked very much like a a dentist's office there were counters there were cabinets there was tools that you know uh looked very much like a doctor's a place where a doctor would be working um yeah, those descriptions you gave—I've heard those types of descriptions before as well, strangely. Um, but mm-hmm. the, the sort of um, a, a lot of luminescent rooms and, and lighting and everything—that's yeah, interesting. Um, I mean, have you ever had any um, contact or seen any reptilians? Because we do hear a lot about those, and um, they're supposed to be very scary and everything. <laughs> you know, I don't. Um, I did have a. a I, just a few months ago, I was driving home from work and saw a, an interesting creature like peeking over the fence, and I drew it down real quick, and it looked like a Komodo dragon. What? But you know, other than other than that, just a quick flash out of my mind, and you know, blink, and there's nothing there. Type of experience? No, I have not. I have not that I am aware of had any contact. Right. Yeah, because they're supposed to live on our fear, aren't they? So, so I understand it. I mean, unfortunately, I, I'm not psychic or anything. I don't really, I'm not able to see these things, but I have spoken to people that have seen these type of beings. But, um, you know, I just wondered if you'd come across them. But, right. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank goodness. Out of all of the creatures that I have uh, experienced, the, the most absolute terrifying ones were the humans. And, and, that kind of says a little bit there. Yeah, definitely. I would say it does. So would you think, are all of these extraterrestrial or, or are they interdimensional? Because that's a very interesting um, thing that I, I think about. Because, I mean, that's why I called this show Paranormal Dimensions. Because I think a lot of what goes on is actually interdimensional rather than extraterrestrial. Although I do believe we get visitors as well. But um, what's your outlook on that? My outlook is very similar to yours. To me, this is all about dimensions. This is um, traveling to different dimensions, and and it could, you know, like you said, they could be from another place here in this particular dimension, but it could be a similar dimension far away again. You know, I don't know. It it, it makes it hard. And the fact that they have taught me about dimensional travel leads me down that direction. Yeah, 
Yeah, it does me. I, that's, that's the way I think of it, anyway. Because I think it's all um, mixed anyway. It's, like you say, there's no such thing as time. Um, right. So, And I'm not necessarily sure there's such a thing as space, either, at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but we... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we do look out and see the sky and the stars and everything, so I suppose we call that space, don't we? So, but, but then again, right. are we looking at a, a, an atomic structure? <laughs> you know, are we part of an atomic structure? But there you go. That's another okay. <laughs> another avenue. But um, so they told you all about the, the chakra points as well, did they? They did. They did. They 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 taught me about the different energy centers in the body, um, and they they also told me about how to manipulate gravity. Granted, I can't remember how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I you know I, I re- through regression I remember that. Um, being taught that on the on a ship um, as well, or in a different place, you know, um, whether it was a ship in the sky, a ship in a different dimension, I don't know. Um, but yes, I think it's very interesting the things that I have been taught by these these beings. Right? Do you, do you give classes to other people on what you've been taught? I'm actually creating um, a class right now about um, like how to create boundaries um, as far as your energy goes I, I'm thinking about doing something about chakras um, I, I have a feeling that's the direction that I'm going to be headed um, those those sorts of things as well as how to pick up on the, the communication of the universe to, you know universe talks to you all the time but a lot of people don't recognize those things that are happening as mm. as a message you know it could be as simple as a bird passing by the window well but what bird was it and what does that meaning what is the meaning of that who's telling you what right now um i mean everything that we perceive is a message from the universe sure yeah. so yeah all sorts of things i have going on in the future yeah <laughs> it sounds like that's the sort of road you should go down a little bit of a t- passing that information on to me anyway mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Or do you actually see UFOs as much? Many of them. I do see them it, often. Um, when I go outside and I'm looking at the stars, I will notice things that are different. Um, oftentimes they do just look like a star, and you'll think, oh, is that a satellite as it's moving slowly across mm. the sky, and then it will change direction. You're like, nope, you know what, satellites don't do that. Satellites do not change orbit like that. No, they don't. <laughs> And then, and then there will be times where I see that happen, and then I'll say, "Hey, go east," and and it will go east, and then I can say, "Go north," and it will go north. And so there's there's an interaction between myself and whatever it is that I am seeing up in the sky, and um, and I've had witnesses with me <laughs> when mm. that happens, and you know, getting excited, do it again, tell them to go east, you know, yeah. and, and just. Yeah. Well, the strange thing and is then, that's not yeah. that's not the first time I've heard that either. Other people, I've heard that. They do, and they seem to have some sort of a mental contact with particular people on this planet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I think that um, we as experiencers who who go through these things, I do believe that we are able to communicate very easily with these beings. Do they ever give you any physical um, evidence? So what I mean is, like an, an item or something to keep. You know, as, as kind of evidence, or, or, or was, would that not be allowed? 
<laughs> I wish. Um, <laughs> I do not have it yet. Um, you know, I've had people asking me, like, well, what's the purpose and why are you doing this and, and why don't you remember when you get back? I don't know. I don't, I don't have a clue. Well, then why don't you take a notebook? Like, that's a good point. <laughs> I should take a notebook. And so I've been trying to remember to do that, but it's very hard and I don't necessarily understate the, understand the state that they put me in. Mm. At, at the point that I'm taking, if, even if I'm that cognitive to be able to do that, or if I raise in vibration and I'm thinking on a much higher level, that just doesn't translate back into our 3D reality. I don't, I don't know, you know. But boy, wouldn't it be cool to have something? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, the way they communicate. Do you say it's like telepathy, or is it actually um, by sound, or is it both? Oh, it's. <laughs> For me, for me, it's all, it's all telepathic. Um, I don't think I've ever heard them, you know, besides that, that strange clicking sound that some people talk about. I've heard the clicking sounds, um, but I don't understand what's being said like that, but I receive words, I receive images, um, and things like that, yeah. Right, like a, like a, like a psychic image type of thing. Is that what you think? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, talking about psychic, do you actually believe in ghosts and um, and things like that, or because or, I, I think there's a connection between a lot of that. I couldn't see it years ago, but I, I think I can see connections with most paranormal things now that a lot of them actually do do um, collide with each other. I completely agree with that. I couldn't tell you why, but no, um, I couldn't either. <laughs> I know. Yeah, as far as I know, if if you were a contactee, if you were uh, exposed to these kinds of things, and it expands your mind so that you can perceive so much more, because I know myself and many many other people that I know that are contactees. Not only can we hear with our ears, but we can hear spirit we can you know see with our eyes mm. we receive visions you know we are we we are beyond the normal five senses in our way of perception um if there's an entity that walks into a room i can feel the shift in energy you know and things like that and so to to me well i you know ghosts spirits all sorts of uh, interdimensional beings they're here they're all around us all the time and i'm able to communicate and work with them Right. Just, it's just my in normal everyday life. You know, that may be crazy for some people, but hmm. for me it's normal. Right. So you've never sort of got on um, paranormal investigations or anything like that? To... Oh, yeah. You have? I have, I have, I have. And I have some equipment at the house. Um, I've, um, it, it sounds creepy to a lot of people, but I have a camera in my bedroom, like, a, uh, like an infrared-type camera that will videotape everything that's happening in my room at night and it will record when there's when there's movement right oftentimes that's just moving me me moving in the bed but sometimes most nights i have some sort of activity happening and so lately i've been um trying to see if it will also make my k2 meter which reads emf um energies you know i have it on but it hasn't it hasn't changed so whatever it is that's in my room is not using the electromagnetic frequencies i've experienced that i've got a k2 meter and i was in a hotel in uh, scotland um, about a year ago, just over a year ago now, Carlisle, we went on a, a paranormal investigation. Uh, my K2 meter was on, was just off, and I turned it on, 
and it went right up to red in my room <laughs> <laughs> and I thought well there's, there's something definitely here isn't there <laughs> it was a, it was actually a room in a, in a castle so uh, oh wow yeah it was quite interesting uh, but then it went off again so what the, what that was I don't know that's quite weird that was but, so I do know what you mean by that but, uh, mm-hmm. but having a, so you, you have your camera on every night expecting I presume to expecting to try and catch whatever activity is going on Right, and that was that was my whole point. What's happening to me at night? Am mm. I going to be able to catch myself disappearing? You know, <laughs> am I physically leaving the bed? Yeah. Are there beings in the room? What I am capturing is nothing of the sort. You know, I have not found myself missing in the bed at all. Um, but I am nightly. I'll get these bright white, almost tubes darting around the room and making all sorts of loop-de-loops and things like that. I also get these odd squares that will fold and move through the room like like you've dropped a tissue or a handkerchief. Um, and sometimes it floats up. And then just last night I had this very strange W-shaped thing. It just looked like points of light with um, lines connecting them, almost like Cassiopeia, you know, the the constellation came out of the side of the bed and floated through the room. What is that? I don't know. Right. So that's that's where I'm at right now is what are these things? Have you had the Why um, are they around? Have you had them um, looked at the you know by you know, some sort of photo- photographic experts or No, because I don't know where to go. Oh, I see. I see. But as soon as I figure it out, they've got tons of materials to go through. Yeah, I would think. um, I have so much. I think probably someone on Facebook would probably be able to help you there. Probably. (laughs) Probably if you asked around. But um, but in fact, why why don't you try the UFO museum itself? Someone might be able to help you down there. Oh, that would be a good idea. Yeah. I had reached out to them when my book was first published, but uh, nobody returned my call, so I just dropped it but you know with um the pandemic and everything that mm. i think they are open oh uh, right yeah you, i think donald smith spends a lot of his time there doesn't he you no know don smith i believe so um we're friends on facebook yeah right <laughs> well he's been on this show more well, probably over a year ago oh. now um okay. yeah have a, he, he would probably a good per, be a good person to uh Get in touch with about that because he may, he may well have a few other contacts to put you in touch with. Yeah, okay. but, um, do that. I mean, talking about uh, back to aliens again. Um, we we obviously uh, you've obviously seen the show Ancient Aliens. Do you think that we yeah. they were here thousands of years ago um, helping us build these pyramids? Well, not us, obviously, but we <laughs> build, build the pyramids and uh, uh, our ancestors helping them out with ancient technology. I do. I do believe that. I believe, too, that they probably helped create humans to be the way they are right now through DNA manipulation and things like that. Um, being the strange person that I am, I have a lot of memories of being different um, ET races and coming to Earth for different purposes uh, throughout history. Um such as such as the creation of humans. I do have some odd memories about that, just... Um, um, oh really? I do, I do. It's, it's kind of I'm trying to recall them now. I just um, yeah, it sounds intriguing. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of angst and hurt. I think from myself at that point in time. Um, you know, it, it kind of meshes in the the information about the Anunnaki and then you know the more biblical idea of the Watchers and how that 
how it, that's one thing that I've been working in my head. Like, how do I, how do I understand both these mythologies as the same? You know, just trying to figure it out in my mind. Um, but I do know that I was very hurt because my partner decided to be with a human. And, and to me, that was a complete betrayal. And so <laughs> that's the memory I have from that point in time. Um, but I also remember being in Ireland around, uh, like an interdimensional gate that had been unearthed and trying to protect it, um, which is interesting. I do believe that's um, near Newgrange, and I believe I died in a war at that place. So I have that as well. Mm. So this is all like a reincarnation type memories. Correct. Yeah, like yeah, past life, but not as a human, mm. but being on Earth. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But you 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 don't really remember many lives as such. I mean, I had someone on the show <laughs> a few shows, a couple of shows back, and she can remember a hundred and I think it was about 103 lives she had, and uh, and uh, I believed her because but she was female in all of them. You know, there's June June yeah. Longren. I don't know if you've ever met her, June Longren. No, I haven't. It would be fascinating. Um, past life work is, is something that is near and dear to me, to me, mm. uh, because of, you know, my understanding of the interdimensional nature and the multi-dimensional nature, I guess is a better way to put it, um, of soul. I, I do know a lot about these different lives and different selves that I, I have been or am currently, right. you know, taking physics out of things, but, um, yeah. But yeah, so I have many, many different um, lifetime memories, um, as male and female, and non-human. <laughs> I've, got, I've got all sorts of memories that I've been um, gathering and pulling out and writing down for for years. Okay. So when you, you talk about the aliens taking your DNA, now how do they actually um, take this DNA? Is it by blood or or flesh samples <laughs> or what? Or, or do you not know? Uh, I do know um, it is it is by the creation of hybrid children. It is it is a fertility thing, you know. By taking my DNA, they're creating a child with you know my eggs and sperm from mm. I don't even know what, but but the caring of the children and and the you know the the birthing of children and that is how they have my DNA. However. That having been said, I am, you know, I've got multi-generational contact. My grandparents have, were contactees. My dad and my aunt were contactees. Myself, my brother, and several cousins are contactees. Now my children are, are contactees. And so I know that the DNA is important. Otherwise, why aren't they following this line? I see. So you, have you, and I'm not so you've all, you've all actually got together and, and, and uh, obviously um, talked about it. Yes, I I have paid close attention to that. Of course, it didn't come to light and and for me until after my grandparents had passed. But I have the stories that my aunt and my father have told me about their contact um, and what they have what they have experienced. And interestingly enough, my father just told me yesterday about a time where my grandmother was walking home 
she had gone to the store or something and she was walking home and she uh, had like blacked out and fell down and as she was coming to and trying to get herself up on her hands and knees she lifts her head and she said that she told him that she was on a different planet like everything was completely barren there were no trees there were no buildings there were no people nothing she knew she was in a different planet and when he told me that I'm like oh wow so she could dimension hop too mm. <laughs> you know just just like i can so i thought that was really fascinating when he told me about that yesterday um but yeah so so stories that my aunt has told me stories that my father has told me um and then you know with my own experiences i have reached out to all of my cousins saying what do you remember have you had these experiences anything weird um and and i have been able to gather the information from them and then you know my brother has had some strange things happen then there's me and then you know watching my children and knowing what is going on and then now they will come and tell me if something strange has happened or if they've got bruises or it's fascinating do they is is it a scary thing for them do they they get scared by it absolutely Oh, absolutely. You know, my children are 25 and 20, and um, they oscillate between, you know, hey, we want to listen to your radio show, mm. to uh, we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm not talk about it. Um, I don't want to go there. Don't even look at, don't even say the word alien around me. I don't want to, you know, so, and, and I understand that because I've been there. Yeah. I have been there and, and have gone through the the process of coming to terms with, contact and it took many years yeah something I, I, I really can't get my head around is why they collect the our DNA why do they need to do that I don't know I don't know but I can speculate you know and, and something to me tells me that there's there's either a degradation that is happening um, in their DNA and they need to have it infused or there's something that humans have that they covet whether it's our you know emotions or whether it's our feelings of hope or the capacity to love I, I don't know what it is but whatever you know just imparting part of that soul into a mixed being I, I don't know there's something very valuable to them in that um but yeah, I don't know the purpose and I don't know the reason. I really wish I did. Yeah, I, mean, I find it strange because we we even find our own governments trying to get our DNA off of us, don't we? And uh, it kind of makes you makes you wonder what the hell's going on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and the huge push of you know ancestry DNA and and all of these. And my mother was so excited, and I spit in the tube, and now I'm like, I don't know if I want them to know that. But it's too late now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too late now. They've got it. <laughs> going back to like astral travel, that was something that really interested me um, when I was younger. I did try it a few times. But do you, do you actually uh, physically try to do ast- astral traveling? You know, like actually try to turn it on yourself? I do. Um because I work, you know, I call myself a shaman because I don't have any other terms for it, but I will do, you know, energetic healings and, and things like that, but I put myself into, a, like, a trance state so I can travel. It's like I can separate myself out at that point um, and then go where I need to go and do what I need to do, whether it's, um, you know, in a different realm or just into their minds you know whatever it is i'm trying to do so yes i do purposely do astral travel however it also happens 
accidentally, you know, or at night when I'm trying to sleep. Um, you know, if there's something that my higher self <laughs> thinks it needs to do, then off I go and do work. Hmm. You know, I use the work and you put quotes around it. I'm working. And that's when I will wake up completely exhausted. Right. And do you, do you get many memories from it? Do you see things that you couldn't have seen uh, otherwise, if you see what I mean? Like things on top of cupboards or whatever, you know, unless you were sort of out of your body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not necessarily. Um, but I, the, when I do that kind of travel, the, the details of what I am experiencing are so vivid, um, down to taste. I mean, when you're, when you're doing a normal dream time, you're not going to be tasting things. Um, case in point, there was a time where I was in the ocean with a creature. I don't remember what they looked like. I just remember them talking to me and, and they took me to like a shipwreck and I was able to taste the metal in the water as the metal was degrading. Mm. Um, I could taste it. It was like it was coming through my skin. Um, I was tasting through my skin. I don't know how you do that, but that's what I was doing. And then they took me to where there was plastic, you know, the the huge islands of plastic that are floating out in the middle of the um, Atlantic, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and I was in that water, and again, I could taste the plastic through my skin. It was a very interesting experience. I'm not sure why they were showing me those things but you know and when you come when you come to when you wake up you that's realer than real hmm it's all about food um, do any of the aliens actually eat <laughs> makes you wonder what what kind of food they eat that's something that's, that's crossed my I, yeah. mind sometimes you know i have never seen a mess hall oh right <laughs> so how, I've never seen how do they survive that i wonder I'm not sure. I think you know when you when you think about the the ones that are the more negative in a, entities that that you hear feed off of fear. It very well could be an energetic mm. exchange, um, um, or it could be something through the skin. Who knows? Maybe maybe that is how they eat is absorption through the skin. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, going back to that DNA thing again, there's something else that I find interesting is when we've had the cattle mutilations or, or horse mutilations or even a few human mutilations, are they connected to collecting DNA, do you think? Or I have often wondered what the purpose of that was, um, and I'm not so sure. It just seems so rudimentary and not... Not sophisticated as I think that they can be, um, and I know that they are still happening. The cattle mutilation, yeah, especially in your part of the country. There's a lot of cattle country around there, yeah. isn't there? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And um, I don't know what they are doing. I'm not sure it's DNA gathering, but it's anatomy exploration for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it seems like they, they they leave no blood or or very clean wounds, don't they? They, they seem to do. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what else to ask you. <laughs> tell us a bit more. <laughs> tell us a bit more about your book. How you can get it. <laughs> is it available on uh, Amazon? It is. It is available through Amazon. I've got uh, both the ebook and the paperback version out. I'm, the audio book is currently in production. Oh right, that, that should be good. Has been finished. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. 
Hopefully by the end of the year that will be released. What year was it actually released? It's not, it's not been out long, I know, the book, is it? No, that, yeah, no, it came out on June 16th of 2020. So oh, right, it's, so it's, it's a very new one, yeah, okay. Well, when I'll, yeah. when I'll put the link out on the Paranormal Dimensions page, so maybe you might sell a few more copies, so. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> hope, hope so, I'll do my best for you anyway. <laughs> well, it's been great having you on, Erin. Uh, thank you very much for finding the time to tell us a, a bit about you and a bit about uh, um, uh, your alien ex- ex- you know, experiences and uh, the book and everything. It really sounds uh, quite intriguing. I'm going to have to get myself a copy. Um, oh, <laughs> now, and I hope, uh, you know, say good luck with it because uh, I'm sure it, it does. I'm hoping everyone out there will go and buy a copy. <laughs> But, um, Christmas is coming up. That's right. Yeah, I mean, and considering we're, <laughs> considering we've all been locked away in our homes for the most of the year, and you just go on Amazon, and uh, although some people don't like mentioning Amazon, but that's another story. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I will put a link on it though. Anyway, have you got a website or anything? I'm. I do. I don't know how much longer that is going to be up, but. Um, I'm, I'm thinking I need to shift things around and change things up a little bit. But I do have a website that I use. It is www.peoplesouterdimension.net. And on that, on that website, you can go to the link for orb studies and then you can uh-huh. see several of the videos that were taking it in my bedroom at night. So you can see for yourself those strange things that float around my room. Right, so orb, yeah, now, right, we, we can just touch on that a little bit. Now, what, what is your idea about orbs? <laughs> Well, um, I think there's many different types of orbs, and I think that they are just the, again, with interdimensional um, beings, whether they are spirits or ghosts or ETs, or, you know, or, or whatever. I, I am, I am finding that if, um, well, for example, I was clearing the house, you know, sage and, and lavender oil water, just trying to remove negative energy because I can feel something in my home. Mm. And as I leave the bedroom and go into the next room with the cameras in the bedroom, you can see me flip the light on in the other room and there's an orb that leaves that room and comes into the bedroom like it's trying to hide from me. Mm. Um, And then that night I was um, attacked through dream time by um, like a ghost and it was it was awful. But however, that was also captured on film, and it was a very large, slow-moving, semi-transparent um, orb, you know, that you will see oftentimes in in um, ghost hunts and things like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I mean, it was there, and then you know, the physical evidence of the video plus my dream time made me say, "That's a, that's a ghost. That's what ghosts look like." Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh. and so that was helpful. Yeah, I mean, I've seen several. I was quite a lot of orbs myself. Um, I go. I mean, you've heard of Rendlesham Forest, no doubt, in in England. Oh yes, absolutely. Right, well, um, I've taken uh, photos at night, and you can take a, a, a line of about seven or eight photos, and most of them come out black. But the odd two will come out with loads and loads of orbs in them. You know, so oh, wow. I mean, some people argue that it's dust or um, or uh, moisture droplets but um if that was the case it would be on every picture wouldn't it on every photo that's that's, that's the way i look at it um plus right. a lot of these orbs are different colors and different sizes and um you know so i'm with you on that i, I, I do believe there's something in the orbs you know 
Right. Yes. Um, there, you know, I, I do have several um, videos where I knew that my heater had kicked on, and you can see things swirling around. I'm like, okay, that's dust. Yeah. I see that. Well, you I see it on television as well. When you've got a light on, you can see all the dust in the light and everything, can't you? Exactly, exactly. I even took a moth into my room and <laughs> threw it up so I could see the patterns of what it would look like if it was an insect on the camera, you know. So I, I've, I've done those types of research. I'm sure there's many, many more experiments that can be done. Mm. Um, but yeah, I have absolutely no explanation for the squares or the, the strange W type shapes. I, I don't know what those are. I don't know. Yeah, it's very strange and very interesting, I must say. Okay, right. Well, well, I will let you go this time now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> now, just so you mentioned orbs, I thought we've got to cover that a little bit because it's something that uh, okay. I've, had, I've had quite a bit of experience with. So uh, anyway, once again, I shall put a link to your book on the page, and um, I should like to say thank you very much, Erin Montgomery, for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. No, it's been a great pleasure talking to you, and uh, stay in touch, and I hope to speak to you again. And uh, I hope, Wonderful. I hope everyone out there enjoyed listening to Erin. I think it was really interesting. Very good. I I I love doing shows like this. I'm having so much fun. No, I, I love the free-flowing conversations, you know, not when it's just, here's a question, I want your answer, here's another question. I hope to speak to you again sometime. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye, Erin. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right, thank you. Right, you've been listening to Paranormal Dimensions. I'm David Young, and uh, that was Erin Montgomery, and a very interesting show. Thank you, and uh, hope you join us again next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Paranormal Dimensions is as bright and powerful as our celestial star, the sun. And although it's expending thousands of pounds of energy every minute of the day, have no fear. There's plenty left. Dimensions is a regular feature on Mondays on the Paranormal UK radio network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.